God bless you and welcome to Walk in Truth Christian Fellowship Church broadcast. We appreciate and welcome all of you, our listeners around the world. Stay tuned to hear an exciting word from pastor teacher, Dr. James Sutton. loud and that's whatever you want to do. <laughs> amen. Amen. Last week, and again, I, you know, I can't say enough for the great teaching that goes up in here. I mean, Venus has got us in Joshua, yes. and we ain't, we ain't even past the first chapter this week. <laughs> amen. Amen. It, it is good to see those who are studying and the questions Venus has. And, you know, I, and, I, and I'm giving honor to what honor is due. Amen. Because amen. right now, I, I don't know what I'm going to teach night class again. Because she's doing such a good job. Amen. Amen. Line by line, verse by verse, concept Amen. upon concept. You know, and again, I, you know, she preached out a chapter, what was it, six or seven? Seven. Seven. And can't wait to get there till she teach it. Amen. Mm-hmm. But, the, but, I, but I gleaned so much from the story. And it's when we're going to continue in that vein of, 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 of what does it take so we won't be an anchor? What does it take? Well, Nancy kind of alluded to that. You you gotta face the challenge of your next step. When we say we want God to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, I've never unpacked that for you. Because my assumption was you understood something that that's not really a part of our culture. We say it, and that's what I learned yesterday. I have to be better at communicating some things and just slow down. All right? Maybe not give so much, but give enough for you to think about that you have questions. So I'm going to unpack that for you first before we get to our scripture, okay? When we say we want God to be a, a death and a lamp into our feet and a light into our path, I want you to picture this. David was a shepherd in the, think about the desert at night. There were nights where the moon would light up and you could see. But there were many nights where it was cloudy and you could not see pitch black. What they would do is attach a little bit of candle on their feet, on the foot. And as you stepped, only thing that you could see was where the next step was. So lamp on your feet, lighting up the path. You take another step. Now from this step to the next step, you don't know what you're going to step on until you what? Step. step. <laughs> you don't know what's around the corner until you what? What David was thanking God for is that for the little bit of stepping that he did, he trusted God for what was around the corner. And that's what we mean by that. Every step you take in faith is God being a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path. Use that power. It's what we can't see is the mystery of what's so beautiful about God because we trust him so much that he's around the corner and we know that he's not going to leave us into no harm. Amen. Amen. Because we trust in what he said. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Thank you. And there lies our trust. The mystery. How can I trust in the God I can see, smell, or hear, or touch? I trust him because he put it on paper. Even the Bible says that in the past times you heard from the prophets 
and the priest. But in these times, we hear from Jesus through his word. And realize that Jesus' word is from Genesis to Revelation. That's what we're discovering. That this whole Bible, let me tell you, the whole Bible has one hero. Jesus. And one villain. The devil. And one love of God. The people God chose. Either the lineage of the Jews or the ones that came in faith. And what God said is, one day, they're going to all come together and worship me in spirit and in truth. And he sent his son to die for us, to reconcile us back to God. You got to trust that. It's not about feeling. It's about facts. And that's how the song said, I'm not going to, this time I'm not going to compromise. Yeah. I'm not going to compromise. The gospel of Jesus Christ which is the power of salvation, first into the Jew and then into the Greek. I'm a debtor to both. I'm a debtor to the wise and the unwise because this is what I do. This is what I'm supposed to do. Now, I said I was going to do that sermon, but y'all don't need that sermon that I preached out of Michigan. They needed that. Y'all need something else. We're in a different place than they are. And they're using our wisdom to go forward. I'm going back out there on the 12th of October when Randy's coming back. Amen. Okay? So if you can't come, he wants our support. Alright? He's using me as his counsel and his friend to go through this. Okay? Because half his church was taken by a friend. But the point is, trust God in all these steps. Trust God. Follow me as I follow Christ. And we talk about following, 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 following. Follow me as I follow Christ. Jesus walked up to them and said, follow me. He didn't say, do what I say. He said, follow me. Out of the 613 laws, Jesus ruled down to two. And when you went down to two, it's something that you need to think about. Jesus rarely answered a question directly. He always had a question with a question. What made you think? And one of our sayings is we want to get saved people thinking and thinking people say, I want you guys to start thinking more about what's being said on a daily basis to you, especially in this body. Challenge, think, resolve, chew. We made arguing, classical arguing is not a bad thing. We made it bad in America. Because you know why you make it bad? You hate confrontation. So you hate to be challenged. Is it growth a form of confrontation? You can stay stale or you can grow. And if you're commanded to grow, that's confrontation because you don't want to be uncomfortable. But is it, is it the uncomfortable things that bring us the best things in life? When an athlete's out here training, think about this. When I was training for football, I would train starting in July for September. In the heat, running, jumping, lifting weights, doing all that. Was that fun? No. But think about what I was training for. For 12 games, I had trained for three months. To do one, maybe, hey, and one tackle may be the tackle that saves the game. So we train hard for an event, for this moment in time that, again, the Bible said, he said yesterday about be still. And we run to the still without getting into the beam. That was another job yesterday. Boy, I was like, wow. Because, see, we lose the fact that be still, meaning there's a moment in time that you just need to be. And you got to appreciate the being moments. Not looking to the next. Right now, where are you at in your mind? That's the stillness. Slow everything down so you can be 
thankful and grateful in the moment. Amen. Not worrying about what tomorrow brings. Ain't that what the Bible says? Yes. See, you can correlate stuff. You're like, yeah. if I'm being in the moment, tomorrow means nothing. Because God's in control of tomorrow. I'm only participating with God in the being still now. So being still is not what you think it is like. That's not being still. Being still is rolling it back. Rolling it back to be in the moment. So they brought me to what I'm going to preach about today. <sighs> yeah, it is real good. And it's a story, a real known story that you know about. I'm going to use one passage to get there. Because he talked about it yesterday. They changed my whole sermon. I mean, it was just... Wasn't it No, 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 it wasn't that, Nancy. Go to... Uh, and Stacey going to put it on the board. She's going to try to put it on the board. Go to 1 Samuel 17 and 4. 1 Samuel 17 and 4. Ain't that neat? Straight up there. See, we got the technology. I just don't bring it out all the time because I'm the only one bringing it. Amen. I'll be glad. I'll be glad when somebody else opens the church. I'll be glad when somebody sells up the sound. Walked in the day and we still set up the sound when George got here. Because we was running a little late. Because if I forget my phone, I got to go back and get my phone. I got two phones and I got to, they work different things than we do. But it's not as if y'all's phone can't do the same. Amen. You got a smartphone, okay? So, 1 Samuel, okay? Now, I want you to pay attention to what Nancy's about to say. Read. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines. Louder. 1 Samuel 17, 4. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. Mm -hmm. He had a helmet of bronze on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. Okay, stop right there. Now go to 17 and 40. Because that's what's up on the board. 17 and 40. That gives you, this is a story about David and Goliath. Okay. 17 and 40. Then he took his staff mm -hmm. in his hand uh -huh. and chose five smooth stones from the brook and put them in his shepherd's pouch. His sling <coughs> was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. How many stones did he choose? Five. And all y'all heard the sermons about why he chose five stones. But I'm not talking about the five stones that he chose. I'm talking about the smoothest of the stones that he chose. Mm -hmm. He said he took his shepherd's staff and did what next to me that being loud and proud. Then he took his staff in his hand uh -huh. and chose five smooth stones from the brook mm -hmm. and put them in his shepherd's pouch. Okay. His sling was in his hand mm -hmm. and he approached the Philistine. His weapon that he was going to use to fight Goliath was in his hand. Do not approach the enemy without your weapon. Mm. Mm. <laughs> that just came to me. Yeah, Some of you try to approach the enemy without having the weapon. Your weapon of choice is what? The word of God. Don't try to deal with the enemy. The real enemy, not the enemy of flesh and blood, but the spiritual enemy yeah. with innuendos, opinions, and Christianese slang talk. Yeah. Give the enemy 
the word of God. When Jesus, who was God in the flesh, dealt with the devil, he gave all words. Yes, yes, he did. You resist the devil by giving him the word. The Bible never commands us to fight the devil. It says resist the devil and he shall flee. And you resist the devil by having the word of God in your heart. Amen. So when that devil, demon, that foot person come towards you, you just start thinking about scripture in your heart. You ain't got to cast the scripture on them. You just got to have enough of them in your heart where they can't throw them fire darts at you. Amen. You got to have the, the, you have the shield up. Your faith put that shield up and it's bang, bang, bang. And they throw them at you and they throw them at you. And you understand what they're doing. They're trying to move you from your still peace yeah. to turmoil. Yeah. Be still. Yeah. But that ain't not stop my subject. My subject is about to stumble. <laughs> what kind of stone did he pick, y'all? Say it again. Smooth. The world need to hear this. What kind? Smooth. They picked a smooth stone. Yeah. Now, anybody who grew up around creeks and been in a creek before, played in a creek before, played in a river, been floating, been under, seen the river bank. You know, y'all get raise your hand. Y'all ain't seen a river bank. Okay, you ain't seen a creek before. Okay, come on, y'all. Hey, Amen. I need to know that y'all know what I'm talking about. So I'm trying to slow down. I want you to sit there and say, you ain't you ain't never seen a creek before, okay? Then we're going to take you to a creek tour as soon as we finish today. Amen. Take you right on into the city. They got plenty of them. Oh, my goodness. Okay, but see, this is what I'm saying. This is what Nessa makes you know I'm going with this, right? Yes. So, 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 think about this. He could have picked up any other stone, but he picked up smooth stone. So the question has to be, Dad, let's see. What's the question? What's the question? Come on. Say it. Why was the stone smooth and why did he pick smooth stone? Sister Linda, I'm glad you asked. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there was plenty of stones down. There's plenty of stones to choose from, big, large, small, but he picked smooth. So the question being, why did he pick smooth? I mean, wouldn't just any old rock do? David had become a marksman with that thing. He knew the kind of stone he needed to hit the target. Y'all missed that. That just blew it right in. He knew the kind of stone he needed to hit the target. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say it one more time and we'll catch it as we go along. He knew the kind of stone he needed to hit the target. Okay. Pay attention to this real close. Now the question is, when Linda says, what made the stone smooth? Well, if you think about smooth stones and rivers, a lot of your stones that you get for your square and stuff, They've been sanded. But just think about this. A stone becomes smooth in a river when it goes through change. When it goes through tribulation. When it goes through testing. It may start up the river in a flood and fall off a cliff and begins to tumble down. And as it tumbles down, guess what? The rough edges get knocked off. And then the creek dry up. And it's exposed to the heat. And the heat heats it up to the point it becomes brittle on the edges now. So when the rain comes back and it starts tumbling down some more, some more edges are knocked off. But David couldn't pick a stone that was jagged because us men who throw rocks understand the best kind of stone that skips along the water is a smooth one. 
Because the edge will catch it and send it in a direction we don't plan on. Wow. It's called aerodynamics. Mm -hmm. Smooth things go through the air better than jagged things. That's why bullets look the way they do. They may tumble, but they start off smooth. And they could come out of the trajectory smooth. David understood the trajectory of what smooth things do. He knew that he could hit the target of whatever he wanted if the stone was smooth. Then the stone was in the water. So the cooling of the water helped turn the stone, solidify it even more, and smooth it on out. Believe upon me as the scripture said, and out your belly shall flow rivers of living water. The living water that's in your belly is churning and turning you <laughs> and changing you. You are the rough stone. Yes. You're being pressured. You're being challenged. You're being, you're being talked about. You're being, you're being, you're being talked against. But you keep on rolling down the river. And God has like got you in the stone in a place where you put in a fiery furnace. You're being smoothed out little by little. Little by little, little by little. You're being smoothed out because you're the stone is turning. Because God won't hit a target with you. He can't hit a target that with you when you're rough. That's right. Because you're going to go off all different kinds of directions. Yes, yes. But that smooth stone that's went through the testing, that's why I encourage you. Come to Bible study because God is smoothing you out through teaching. You get smoothed out through the teaching. You don't get smoothed out through this preaching. You get smoothed out when we can have dialogue and discussion and it rolls you down that river a couple times and put you in the hot seat. So he knew that when he had the stones, mm -hmm. that he could hit his target. So he reached out in the cool water and grabbed the stone. He knew that stone. To get that smooth, you'd have been through something. Yeah. To look like y'all look today, y'all have been through something. Yeah. That's what Stephanie just said. I was a ragged stone, but now look at me now. I'm smooth. Yeah. Every Christian should be smooth at some point. Yeah. Now, could God make us smoother? Yeah. He said he's going to turn us into diamonds. Amen. Yeah. Can be used. See, you can't be used by God till you want to get tested to become smooth. Amen. And the smoother you are, the more God can use you. Amen. So that stone had to submit to whatever God had for it upriver to get downriver to be used by David. Amen. That stone by stones was sent by God, trained by God, and knew it was going to hit the target. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's how you put it together. Yeah. That's what you like, I don't know. The yeah. five stone just sitting right there for that. Yes. <laughs> wow. Yes. Sitting right there. Waiting for him. Waiting for him. And think about this. God knew what he needed, and he knew what he needed from God. Yes. Right on. Right on. Because he spent time with God. Yes, sir. So he knew what he needed to do what God wanted him to do. Yes. So many of us churches out here, you don't know what you're doing. You're just having church. Right. Yes. You think you're doing something. Community out here dying, and you ain't got nobody in your church. Mm. And you think it's us four and no more. Shut the door. Mm. We got to get to the point, saints, in this world. Because the message goes out to the world. 
that we need to get out of these four walls and go out here and talk to the dying and the lost. But you can't talk to them when you're raggedy. That's right. That's because like I said, if you're not a smooth stone or being smooth, what you going to talk to about? The jagged edges? They're living on the jagged edges. They're living up river up time. But you need to be as smooth. As, and see, smoothing is up to God's prerogative. I don't look at you as not being smoothed. And look at myself as being smooth. That's areas. I look at you as complete like God look at you as complete. Because God said he's going to complete his work, right? So if you're a work in progress, i got to look at you through God's eyes saying, you might not know as much I know be where I'm at, but guess what? You're part of the body. And God is smoothing you out for a purpose. So the question has to be, what's your purpose once you get smooth? What's the process that you go through so you can be used by God? Can God trust you with his word? Can God trust you with the laws? How can you find somebody and you still lost in your religion? Most churches got so much religion they lost. And they really think they're pleasing God. They haven't read about how the Pharisees were. He talked about that. He, this man talked about, man, there's so much the man gave me. He said, he said, you can, he, can, he can always go into a church and figure out who the pastor is by the way they dressed. Or the bishop. First of all, bishop got them big bishop rings on. They got their purple shirt on. You know who they are. They tend to be the fat ones. <laughs> and they look different from everybody else. Right. <laughs> Check this out. This was too good. Do you remember when Jesus, when they came to get Jesus, got the last of all the people came to get Jesus, mm-hmm. and they walked up to these 12, these 11 men, and Jesus and they said, and, they, and Jesus asked him, who are you looking for? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Think about that. Did y'all miss it? Yes, you did. He was looking at us like him. There you go. Yes. Amen. Right on. Right on. Amen. Come on, Perry. Stop. That's right. Stop. You know rabbinical role when he went down to the temple, but for the most part, he spent time with them looking like them. That's my goal. That's why I dress like this, because I want to look like you. I don't want you to think that I'm this because of a suit that I wear or some clothes I got on. It's what's coming out of my mouth that's powerful. Because when Jesus said, I am he, they all fell out. Yes, they did. Come on now. His power was in his words. I remember I was at a social function of one of our members here, and then they invite me, I go, and then, you know, we pray that Venus is okay. You know, she had to leave. I'm going to pray for her blood, her sugar, okay? But, you know, this is what I'm telling you. I was invited to function. I've always been going to be the friend for a minute. And I had met, never had met uh, Brother Jeremy's parents, his mother and his sister. And, of course, they waited for the pastor to show up. Downstairs, TV going, music going, social event. I'm talking to this woman for two hours straight about everything under the sun. It gets almost time to go, and she comes to her son and says, 
Where the past that? Yeah. <laughs> he said, you been talking to him for two hours. <laughs> I was dialoguing. Amen. Yeah. And from that, we cool. Because I'm not like all these little pastors. Amen. I ain't trying to be way up here. Mm -hmm. I want to be the greatest servant. Amen. That's my job. My job is to pray for 50 people. I just ask y'all to do it. If you don't, that's on you because I didn't ask you to do that. I asked you to. But I'm telling you, it's a blessing from obeying the man of God. Come on now. Yes, it is. Especially when I'm going to ask you to do nothing that's wrong. That's why Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. That's he is not going to lead you. He said, follow me. Follow me as I follow. Yeah. Listen, yeah. follow me as I follow. Not follow me as I lead. Come on. Powerful. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Powerful. Yeah. This is from yesterday. <laughs> Change the whole sermon because I realize it's about us being a unit, not be, not any one of us standing out. Amen. That's right. That's right. When we walk in here and people walk in, you know why they say we love each other? Because they can't tell the difference between me and you. Amen. <laughs> Who's that guy out there dressed all funky? That's the pastor. Really? <laughs> but listen to him. Right. That's why we got over 200,000 people worldwide listening to Walking Truth. Hallelujah. It's not because of me, it's because of y'all. The reason I say it's because of y'all because guess what, I love you so much that I don't want to be different from you. I want to be just like you. Amen. And wherever we fall short, I'm there right there with you. Amen. Whatever you don't know, it ain't because I didn't teach it, it ain't because you don't know. It's because I haven't explained it right. I take the blame for that. We need to slow down. If, I, if you need a thesaurus to understand what I'm teaching you, or a dictionary, or a, a pictionary, something's wrong, because then what I'm doing is making myself look big. I know all them Greek words, but we, I don't speak Greek on a daily basis. Not even on a minute basis. It's good to know, but how does that help me? I need to know that Jesus saved. Let's look at our next passage of Scripture. Uh, Psalms. And see, you're, you're smoothed out through fire. So let's go to Psalms 12 and 6. I'm almost done. Psalms 12 and 6. Psalms 12 and 6. The words of the Lord are pure words, like silver refined in a furnace on the ground. Think about it. The word of the Lord are what kind of words? Pure, pure words. Pure. Like what? Silver refined in a furnace on the ground. So now we have the word of God is, is pure and it's like a fire. It's a furnace. What do furnaces do? Burn off drugs. Burn off the ugly. Burn off the jagged edges. Yes. So the word of God you need to use because the fire that changes you. Yes, yes, sir. When you say, when men say, it's like fire shut up in my bones. They miss it. Yeah. They miss it. They miss it. Read the whole passage. What Jeremiah is saying is, God, you tricked me because men aren't listening to me. But when I stop trying to tell people what you gave me to tell them, it's like a refining fire shoving my bones because it's changing me and it seems like it's not changing them. But Lord, I'm going to trust you and speak it anyway because that's what it is. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank so it's so not an exuberance thing. Yes. It's like, I'm sure my bones. Yes. No, it's a humbling thing that yes. this burning fire, God has assigned me 
gospel. And sometimes I get scared because the people ain't listening and because the people aren't responding. But God is refining and pushing it through. It's not me. It's him and me that's pushing it through. And guess what? It takes care of all his business and none of mine sometimes. So it's not a thing of exuberance. It's a thing of caution. It's a thing of concern that this fire is in you and it's burning through you. You can't stop. Hallelujah. Read. Keep reading. Purified seven times. How many times? Seven. Seven times. That means you dipped it into the fire of the work. See, y'all need to be dipped in that word seven times. Read that passage seven times. Read in context seven times before you get to thinking what it's saying. It ain't, it ain't really important what you think again is what God is trying to say. Right on. And you need to know, and God is saying the same thing, okay? You don't change. The Bible says it's not open to inter private interpretation. That's right. Okay? So your feelings and what you think and new revelation ain't no new revelation. You need to get the old revelation. Amen. Right on. There ain't no a new revelation. God just says it's not open to private interpretation. So there's no new revelation. You want to make it new because you want to seem smart. Mm -hmm. I discovered something. You better discover what God has actually said. Before you drift off and be that jagged edge, yeah. that long range will go. Read hey. seven times. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. You, O oh Lord, will keep them. Uh huh. Who will keep them? Lord. The Lord will. Through his seven time dip furnace word. Yeah. Through his seven time dip furnace word. Go ahead. You will guard us from this generation forever. For how long? Forever. So that means you don't have nothing to worry about. So the challenge is not really that big a deal because we already learned that God gonna keep us. Yeah, How you gonna keep us through His Word? It's been dipped seven times in the furnace. Where's the furnace at in your heart? The way the Word gets hit in your heart is the repetitiveness of the Word being preached to you Amen. and taught to you. Okay, Amen. that's where we're at. That's where we're at, saints. It's this fire. That we've been teaching and preaching. I'm trying to talk to you about this fire. I'm trying to talk to you about being a smooth stone. So this word of God is like a fire that's been refined seven times. It's what smooths you out to be used by God. Amen. Yes. Go to 1 Peter. 1 and 6. And 1 and 7. 1 Peter 1 and 6. In this, you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials. Stop. In this, while you're in the fire, you need to do what? Rejoice. What did we say earlier? While you're in the fire, you need to give him some what? Praise. That's right. Same rejoice and praise, same word. You need to give God some praise while you're in the fire. Amen. Amen. Let me think about this. Ain't there somewhere in the Bible, Nancy, that some Hebrew boys went to a fire and was praising yeah, God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mm. Shad, 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 because it's through the fire that I can see God. Yeah. It's through what I go through that I'm challenged to grow. And when I'm challenged to grow, I seek the truth of God, then I be obedient to God, then the change in my life and renewing of my mind happens, and then I walk out on faith and not by sight, and then my God becomes a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, and then I don't have nothing to fear because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. You see how my mind works that way? I just run them all together. Yes, 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 come on. It makes sense to me 
doing what God is doing. Yeah. Ten years ago, a couple of days back, man, Minister Sutton was born. I've been running for God ever since. Hallelujah. And somebody interviewed me and said, how are you able to keep your zeal for God? I say, because he got the spirit. It ain't spooky. It's real. This ain't the flesh running. It's the spirit that's running in me. It's the reverence of God that's running. The fear of God is running in me. Because if I teach anything wrong, the Bible says, let me be a curse. He said, if I preach any other gospel other than this gospel that I teach to you, that Paul taught to them, that I should be a curse. He said, let me say it again. If anyone, an angel, or anybody teach any other gospel that Paul didn't teach, that I don't teach to you, then let me be a curse. Let me tell you something. I'm not trying to be a curse. Amen. Come on now. Read. So that the tested genuineness of your faith. What kind of faith? Genuineness. More. No, no, genuineness. Mm -hmm. The smoothness. Come on. Like that stone. The smoothness of your faith. Come on. Go ahead. More precious than gold that perishes. Though it is tested by fire. Tested by what? Fire. May be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So now the revelation, at the end of revelation, that means you're going to get it. Yeah, yeah. Even if you don't get it right now, y'all go back and listen to it. You're going to get this. It says, once I'm tested by this fire, once I'm tested, I don't count it. I don't worry about it. I know that it has a mission and a purpose. It's like the smooth stones. It's like the one that can be used. He picked it up. It's been tested by the fire, and he knows it's going to hit his mark. My question to you is, are you ready to hit the mark? Yeah. Come on now. Come on now. Yes. Can, can, can God put you in the sling and hit the mark? Yes. Jesus, <laughs> try it. Yeah. Use it. Can God, can God throw you in the fire seven times and bring you up and make you more precious than gold and make you yeah. smooth? And on. somebody can reach down in that muddy water Woo. and grab you up and say, I can use this adaptation. I can use this adaptation. I can use Brother Jeremy. Yes. I can use Deacon Gant. I can use you, Steve. I can use you, Lord. Thank you. I can use you, Bill. I can use you. I can use you, Mother. I can use you, Joyce, because you have been curled. I can use you because you've been tested, you've been proved, and now it's time to go out and make a move. Come on. There you go. Jesus. That's all right. But the key is the key to this is I want you to slow down. The key is you got to go through something to begin to become smooth. You ain't gonna come smooth just because you come to church. You're not gonna come smooth just because you're in the Bible study. These are the mechanisms to make you smooth. But unless you do come, don't think you can get smooth on your own. Not part of this fellowship. Other fellowships, you know, I ain't got nothing to do with them. The reason why we can do what we do worldwide is because we are all being changed at the same time. Come on. Different types of changes. Yeah. Different changes. People going through different things. Last week we took a survey. It was kind of funny. I didn't know whether it caused and laying on a hospital. <laughs> all of us got something going on. Yeah. <laughs> but guess what? We praising God. If you are praised, God is being lifted up and magnified so we can be used. So I want you to go back if you can and listen to this sermon. Absolutely. And ask your question. Am I allowing God to smooth me out? 
How do I know if I am? Because your thoughts are these. What's good for the body? What's good for the body? What's good for the body? It's not about me. It's about everything else but me. And if it's good for the body, it's truth. If it's good and edifies the body, it's truth. It's not about making you feel good. It's about you loving yourself and loving God enough to allow God to use you in the way he wants to use you. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Oh, Grace Heavenly Father, I just thank you today. I thank you for being a, a rough God on a rough person. Lord, I thank you that we can be smoothed out by time and testing. Lord, it's only through the time and testing of our faith that we see how smooth that you can be and how smooth we can be, Lord. Only the smooth stones can be used. The jagged stones cannot because the jagged stones do not go where it needs to go. It's not aerodynamic enough. And just like David reached into that brook and got five smooth stones, we know the result of the smooth stones. It hit Goliath in the middle of his forehead and killed him. What giants can you kill if God uses you to knock down the bears and the walls of your life of your imagination? There's nothing that you can't achieve when God is using you and you've let him work on you to become a smooth stone that can be used in his sling. Lord, you said you never leave us nor forsake us, Lord, but I ask right now, show the people that more for us than against us. Let us look up to heaven and see the angels that are for us. Hallelujah. And not the people that's against us. Hallelujah. Lord, let us look up to heaven to where our help comes from. Mm -hmm. That God, you are refining us by looking up and never looking down and never looking at. I don't look at the left or the right. I just go through straight down the middle through the word of God. Lord, bless this fellowship and all the fellowships that think like we do, but may not practice what we practice. Mm. It's not about being uniform. It's about being unified. Mm. So, Lord, I ask that you still work on the church of the Lord. Because you said you want to come back with you for your bride without a spot or wrinkle. And the biggest wrinkle we got is unforgiveness. And until we iron that out, we can't go forward. But Lord, teach us how to forgive and move forward. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. We pray for Universal to have a beautiful service and let them see what God is doing. It's in Jesus' name I pray again. It's in Jesus' name I pray. It's in that name of Jesus that all knees will bow. And all tongues will confess that he is Lord. Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walker Truth Radio Podcast. I would like to encourage and invite all those who are in the St. Louis metropolitan area to come out and worship with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114. Our Bible study times are 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on Tuesday. All are welcome. Please come join us, worship with us, and learn with us. Bring your smile, bring your faith, and bring everything you know about God. We really love the interaction, sharing, and the fellowship. So come on out and join us every Sunday, 8 a.m. at the Universal Church of Jesus Christ, 2301 Wallace Avenue, Overland, Missouri, 63114, and at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. every Tuesday at the same address. I'm looking forward to meeting you 
and enjoying the fellowship with you. This is Pastor Jay. I always want you to be encouraged and be at peace. See you on the other side. Hello, this is Pastor Jay with Walking Truth Radio Podcast, and I'm asking those who have supported the ministry to come along and partner with us to help us buy and purchase our first building. We do a lot of great work in the community and around the world, such as the Rescue Addiction Recovery, the Nursing Home Ministry, we have a church in Bogoma, Africa, and we give Bibles away for free. We also do clothes drives and other things within the community that help this community grow. The reason why we're purchasing a building is that God has called us to do a great work and we want to do greater things. So with our own building, we can set the time schedules and the dates for everything that we want to do. We want to open up a computer center for the children after school and make it a safe house that they can come to if they're in trouble. We also want to work with the police and the fire department to provide temporary housing just in case of emergency. The building is not that large. It's only 2,500 square feet, but you're amazed at what we can do with only 2,500 square feet. And it's not that expensive. It's under $100,000. So guess what? My goal is to raise enough money to where we can either purchase the building in cash and or have a smallest notice possible so it won't be a burden to you or anyone else. I'm asking for a one-time donation of any amount of money. There are plenty of ways to donate. You can push the sponsor button, follow the prompts, and donate there. Or go to the description section and I will have links to a cash app and Venmo. You can also send your check, money order, or cash to Walk in Truth, 7852, Milan Avenue, St. Louis, Missouri, 63130. I want to thank you for your letters and all the prayers that you sent to us, and especially your emails. I really look forward to reading them, and they do make an impact on our ministry. But again, this is a time to step out on faith, and I want to thank you for in advance for your donation. Your donation may be tax deductible because we're a fully 5013C church. Check with your accountant to see if this applies. Again, thank you. Be encouraged, be blessed, and be at peace. And I'll see you on the other side. Peace.